1: I'm Miles Danhausen, Jr., writer and editor of the Peninsula Pulse. Today, we're going to catch up on a couple of stories, including a plan in the town of Gibraltar that could pave the way for more affordable housing and possibly other development. Later, we'll talk about the sale last week of the Viking Grill. and We'll hear a little bit from owner Dan Peterson about the bittersweet news and what it means to him. Let's get right to it. You may recall that back in 2019, voters in the town of Gibraltar said no to purchasing the 200 acres known as the Redmond property on the edge of downtown. Well, now the owners are looking to build housing on that property, and the town has asked the state for a special exemption to create a TIF district to help pay for the extension of sanitary lines up the bluff to service the area. So, couple questions here. What is the Redmond property? let's put us in that spot. For those who didn't listen a lot a couple of years ago when the town of Gibraltar was going through this effort to purchase that property, the, the Redmond property is a 200 acre parcel that includes a portion around the Fish Creek watershed and also a large portion above the bluff along Highway 42 that kind of at the entrance to Fish Creek itself, right before you go down the hill. I think where the settlement shops are, kind of wraps around that property. Second, what's a TIF district? Well, a TIF district is a tax incremental financing district. What that is, it's kind of a municipal tool that you can draw lines around a certain section of the town and you create a TIF district there. And then anything that is collected tax-wise in that, that area now continues to go to the same places it always does. The local municipality, the county, the uh, Northeast Wisconsin Technical College, and the local school. However, once that district is created, anything going forward, any new development, and the taxes derived from that new development, then go to the district. And that is then used to pay for improvements within the district. So you have several of these in the county already, uh, several in Sturgeon Bay, a couple in Sister Bay. They've become increasingly common over the last 10 years as tools to try and spur development in these communities. Sister Bay used it for their downtown waterfront park area and has since added others. And you use them to build things like create new sidewalks to run sewer lines, to run water, basically to drive down the cost for developers so you can spur more development and then increase your tax base. These were originally made for blighted areas. And for those familiar with Door County, you can't really look around and see much that would qualify as a blighted area, but now they're just used for all sorts of reasons. They don't always work perfectly either. There are several in in Door County that are not set to pay for themselves. So why does Gibraltar need one? Well, Gibraltar has long had plans to extend sewer lines elsewhere in the town. About 15 years ago, they looked very seriously about extending sanitary lines to this area, mainly because one, they want development, but two, the area, if you you don't have sewer lines, if you don't have those sanitary lines run to you, your other option is to have a self-contained septic system, which usually requires a large holding tank. So places like Little Sweden, Hidden Blossom, Settlement, Motel, those kind of things, you end up having a holding tank that has to be pumped out quite frequently. Some of those holding tanks are now 25, 35, 40 years old. And there's always a fear that those holding tanks might fail, in which case they could send contaminated water down the bluff into the watershed and create a big problem, similar to some that happened in, in Door County years ago. So From a safety standpoint, from a sanitation standpoint, the town of Gibraltar Sanitary District has always had eyes on trying to extend those sanitary lines. The problem is, to do it, you have to go up the bluff. That's very expensive. So they've never really been able to make the numbers work. And the last time they took a serious effort at this, one commissioner, Bill Wedig, told me, was 2007, 2008. And that kind of got stymied by the financial crash at the time. So now they're coming back to it and... They still thought that this would not be financially viable, but then they looked at this option of creating a TIF district to help pay for it. Previously, they didn't think they could do this, and they may not be able to because town of Gibraltar is not a city or a village. Cities and villages have the powers to create a TIF district. Townships the size of Gibraltars do not. So they had to apply for a special exemption, and they've had Representative Joel Kitchens has authored a bill to give the town of Gibraltar a special exemption to allow them to create this TIF district. That bill has passed the state assembly, but it still has to pass the state Senate, and then it has to go to Governor Tony Evers and be signed into law. And then the town of Gibraltar can officially create this district. As of right now, they have not created a map to say where this TIF district will be. However, talking to town administrator Travis Tyson, it will likely include something like the stretch of land all the way down to Little Sweden and Hedonora Hills that would encompass the settlement shops and Hidden Blossom and probably the Lautenbach uh, Orchard Winery property area. So a lot of that property around there. And it would have different consequences depending on when they would require that the different businesses and homes hook up to that system and how they would handle that. That's all yet to be determined. And finding out the final cost of this has yet to be determined. At one point, a couple of years ago, it was estimated that it would cost about $800,000 to do this. As we know, the costs for absolutely everything have skyrocketed since then. So the high-end estimate is $3 million. I'm told that is on the extremely high end. So what's in the works for this property? Owner Maurice Redmond tells me she aims to build about 100 workforce housing units and 15 higher-end single-family units on that property. Permits for those units and many more were obtained decades ago, one reason the town sought to purchase the property to control the type of development that could take place there. So, town would love to see more workforce housing, and for Redmond, extending those sanitary lines would help her keep the costs lower on any housing units she would build up there that would help keep them in the workforce housing stock, at least that's what's being proposed at the moment. So, we'll keep an eye on that story in the weeks ahead. Let you know if that actually does get state approval and, and where it goes to the town. I'm sure it'll be a, an interesting discussion at the town level as well. And I know that the town does want to see this get done potentially this year and get housing units built this year if they can make that happen. So keep looking out at the Door County Pulse for that story. Let's take a quick break. Then we're going to come back I'm going to talk about the sale of what I consider the last true diner north of Sturgeon Bay. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by
0: Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kewanee Counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more.
1: To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. Well, let's talk about the end of an era. It's official. A mainstay of Northern Door County has new owners. The Viking Grill has sold. If you've ever been to the Viking, you won't need me to do this, but for the rest of you, I'll try to paint you a picture of life inside the little diner in Ellison Bay. The Viking Grill was the definition of old school. After eight decades of serving the hungry at the northern tip of the peninsula, what else could it be? But that will change this year, as longtime boil master and donut baker Dan Peterson is filing his retirement papers and has sold the restaurant to the owners of the acclaimed Blue Bear Cafe in Racine. I'm 83, Peterson told me. It's time. Peterson bought the restaurant in 1984 after spending 25 years learning the restaurant trade in the kitchen at Al Johnson's Swedish Restaurant in Sister Bay. By that time, the Viking was already well-broken in, first by the Wickmans, the family that opened it in 1939 and ran it until 1974, and then guided by Phil Voigt for a decade after. The fish boil was its claim to fame, first served in 1961, but it was also known as a place for hearty plates of corned beef hash, eggs benedict, and Swedish pancakes. In both menu and atmosphere, Perhaps only the morning glory in Sturgeon Bay compares. The Viking was often a stop on this writer's paper route, a stop-by approach with a mixture of joy and trepidation. You didn't stop by the Viking without a thick skin, braced for the jabs from the meeting of the minds at the morning coffee clash, or a crack from Wendy or Tassie behind the counter. This was one of the last vestiges of what old-timers like to say Door County used to be, a tiny town without airs. We opened at 6 a.m., Peterson told me, but the coffee was on at 5.30. That's when the morning men's coffee clatch would begin pulling up stools to shoot the breeze, trade barbs, and keep tabs on the bustling metropolis of Ellison Bay. Peterson called them the smartest people in the world. One of them was Gordy Rush. He had his own chair. He was at the Viking before I was, Peterson said, and he was there the last day we closed. The Viking wasn't a coffee shop where people asked about the roast, as manager Wendy Smith explained.
0: Some of them didn't even drink coffee. They just came in for the bullshit.
1: (laughs) That voice is one of the first things to come to mind when I think about the Viking. That and a huge plate of food clanging on my table. I talked to Wendy and Dan by phone. They're down in Florida, enjoying the sun. Peterson recalled one of his first moves he made when he bought the Viking from Phil Voigt back in 1984.
2: He charged six bucks, I think, and I raised it to seven. You have to realize I just bought a place and I didn't have any money. (laughs) I hardly had money to put it in the till to start out to get really i didn't know much about it so uh, i worked at al johnson's for 25 years but i didn't do anything with the money or anything i just took care of the food and go working for us i can
1: tell you that back then he said tour buses were a major part of the business the viking would host as many as 170 in a year many coming just for the fish boil tour buses aren't as big a part of the county's tourism scene anymore something a lot of service workers won't complain about And the fish boil crowds aren't as dependable, but business was still great last year. Last summer, Dan was still working the fish boils at age 83 and still enjoying it.
2: We would have uh, at least a couple of kettles going most of the time. It was very enjoyable. People loved it. You know, and after several years went by, I'd have a guy come back, his wife and kid. He says, you know, I was here when I was 12 years old. (laughs) And I've heard that many times.
1: But at 83, Dan knows he can't work forever, especially at the pace of the last couple of seasons when good help was nearly impossible to find. Though he knows it's time to step away, like many restaurateurs whose business becomes a part of their identity, he's going to miss it.
2: Really, you know, yesterday when we got the call that it sold, it kind of hurt me. It really did. I I feel bad, but, you know, I'm 83 and I worked pretty hard my whole life but yeah i felt bad i really did i mean i know i know every i know every corner in that building and the back buildings and the garages and the coolers and where everything is
1: that's it for today's door county pulse podcast thanks for listening and we'll talk again next time